Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that everyone is born with psychic abilities? It's just a matter of knowing how to tap into it. Wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that can help? This is the Psychic Inside Show. Joel the Vibrarian on a higher frequency is on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower. We're all born with gifts and abilities, but not all of us recognize or accept them. Hear from people who've opened up to the psychic inside. You'll hear their fascinating stories, and we'll take a peek behind the veil, plus psychic readings and more. Our phone line is open. Dial 646-787-8436. That's 646-787-8436. This is the Psychic Inside Show. And now your host, Joel the Vibrarian. Greetings and welcome. This is the Psychic Inside Show and it is a Tuesday, a beautiful spring Tuesday. I'm so glad that you are catching this episode, whether you are joining us live on the broadcast or catching a replay. If you're listening on the phone line, please press pound one, and that lets me know that you want to come on. If you are listening online and you wish to comment later, the phone number is 646-787-8436. Now, I am the vibrarian. I'm here to elevate, enlighten, and empower, and those are the things that I am doing myself, and I invite you on the journey with me. One of the ways that I have been uh, increasing my consciousness is through the experience of other people, and on this show, I have an opportunity to have conversations with just the most amazing and beautiful people. The purpose of this show is to help us to see that everyone is psychic. You just may not realize it, and my guests come on to share from their journey things that may help you have a sense of recognition about something that you may have had a question about and something that maybe will shift your journey into a higher frequency going forward. So I'm here, again, you might catch this on one of our replays on iTunes or on the podcast directories, Audible. Thank you if you're tuning in, and please share this with someone who you think would love to hear fascinating stories. So Every week, I get to share with you a little bit about how I come in contact with these guests. Tonight, my honored guest, I have to say, of all the years, many, many, many years, I've lived in Atlanta since 1990, and I have been going up to Gloria Parker's Big Blue Barn, the big psychic fair. It's an Atlanta institution. I know you've heard of it before because I talk about it all the time. Many of the psychics who I interview have gone through her halls there, either as customers or readers. I myself, as a customer, (laughs) would go to the fair many, many years, like in my 20s and 30s, and there was always a fixture with Gloria And that is my guest tonight, and it is Caroline, Caroline, the pet communicator, Caroline Lusky. Caroline, (laughs) welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here. 
I mean, I tell you, I know that I've sat with you at some point in many times being at the fair because I remember you always also had usually your a pet companion with you of one sort or another. Plus, Gloria had was a Thor, the house uh, dog, and yes. you know, so you have been at Gloria's. Uh, psychic fair and really deeply actually involved and in, I think in working with Gloria in terms of the psychic community but that's 30 35 years right in the in psychic community definitely definitely um, I met her when she opened up her first store in Alpharetta Sunglow mm-hmm. my son used to ditch high school and go hide over there because he knew he wouldn't look for her in the air <laughs> Oh my goodness! And your son, I'm assuming, is grown at this point. <laughs> Very. <laughs> so, yeah, Gloria and I have uh, been. Uh, we were sisters from the day we met. You know, you get lucky some. Larry, once in a blue moon, and you just know the person you just met. You have known forever. See, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, the work. The work that you're doing, and, like, I'm just trying to, like, pick one thread to start with because, yes, you do the animal communication, but, like, your numerological um, insights, I've heard more than on one occasion, and I believe you used to have a podcast as well with uh, uh, Gloria, the psychic bartender. Were you also doing numerology work on that? Yes, Glo and I did that together for about five, six years. Yeah. Um, and then, then it was time we had to let it go. Um, I, I, think, I think it's when COVID started. Okay, yes. I mean, because you all, as soon as somebody would say something to you, you say, hold on a second, right? And then next thing you know, <laughs> all of this knowledge begins to pour forth where it's like I need a pen and paper but I can't really write that fast, right? So yeah, so the first <laughs> the first question is when's your birthday? Yeah. And see the beautiful, yeah. beautiful thing about numerology is you don't have to have the time of birth like you need in astrology. Right. I mean and you've been and the, doing you've learned and and numerology among many other things how long have you been did you start as a hobby with running your own numerology or how do you even get into that path of the psychic realm Uh, you know I've just been learning uh, since I was a child Mm -hmm. my dad and I used to go to a psychic together okay (laughs) yeah and then um it was something that was fun, and we had a great lady. She was a pottery um, ceramic woman, and we actually met her that way and then learned about her psychic abilities. And she was teaching us that everybody, like you, believed that everybody has the ability, the gift. They just need to embrace it and allow it. Mm-hmm. 
So that started then. And then, you know, Greg grew up, got married. Uh, we moved to, we were from Southern California. We moved to Chicago. And um, Duane was traveling a lot. I was bored. So I just started reading everything I could find. And I studied reflexology and I studied astrology for about five years. Mm-hmm. Then I did complete neuro- numerology charts for a while. Mm-hmm. In between all that, I, you know, got married and mm-hmm. was a teacher. I'm a special ed teacher by degree. Okay. And um, that led me back into teaching when I moved into um, Georgia. In uh, regular, and, uh, regular teaching. Special ed, learning oh, disability okay. behavior disorder, children. So I used my numerology and my astrology to help my children learn. Oh, wow. To find out who they are and help them make life easier. Because they're starting out six years old and already beat up. Mm. That's so insightful. I'm sure that the merger, right, of your traditional vocation and what you were developing with your own skill on the side and knowledge that's so unique to be able to reach children from that place of awareness. It's different. It's it's different and it's um, certainly nothing I ever talked about. Mm, right. <laughs> They'd probably throw me out. Right. I'm sure they would have thrown me out. But in the course of that, I I learned about Brain Gym and Educate. And I did Brain Gym and was a licensed trainer and teacher in that for 20 years. I am not familiar with that at all. I used it in the classroom for five years, and uh, then I went into private practice. Brain Gym is all about balancing your right and left brain because we need both sides. Mm-hmm. We do know pretty much general information. One side is creative, and the other side is uh, detailed. Mm-hmm. One likes to see the big picture and just fly by the seat of their pants. And you know people like that, that you look at them and you know their right brain. Mm-hmm. And then the other side is that accountant and the bookkeeper and keeping tabs of everything. But we need to have both skills. Or right. we don't have ability to um, use both hemispheres and reach both sides of the information. I've never heard of brain gym. And you said this was like 20 years ago. Yes. uh, Dr. Dennison is out of California. Mm -hmm. He and his wife created it in the Mm sixties. And it's actually in many countries around the world now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and there's some um, other similar um, programs that are addressing right and left brain. Mm-hmm. But it's all about the joy of learning and having skills to manage your own self. 
Mm. And that's what I loved about it. And that's what I brought to my children. Instead you know, of I, having to have somebody hang over them and direct them every minute, they had skills to direct themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Empowering. Totally. You know, it's like as you look at the evolution of conversation, we went fr- through the EQ movement of the 80s when it began to be known that we needed to be emotionally intelligent, you know, and the evolution of corporate awareness about the more woo-woo things, such as personality and Myers-Briggs and the evolutions from the Myers-Briggs era, the ability to manage your personalities and people with deeper awareness Things like numerology and astrology, I think those are going to be the next more open discussions, not just in corporations or teams in communities, but I think it will trickle down to the to the kids. So many parents now are parenting with astrological awareness that 20 years ago, like you said, you get drummed out of... <laughs> your profession if you said you ran a chart to figure out when we were going to start that project you know you know what I'm saying I do well part of what um, I learned in the brain gym functions on uh, three levels your ability to um, think and move front to back side to side top to bottom Educate is a more advanced, and it it functions in 10 areas. So it gives you even more information. But just with the basics in my classroom with my children, um, I could determine for them what gifts they had available to them. There's 28 different profiles that people have for learning. Do you have access to your eyes to see and read, or do you learn by listening, or are you kinetic? Do you have to move your whole body? Mm-hmm. So I could help my children access their individual gifts by knowing what they had available to them. Mm. That had to be very transformative for those children that got to learn in that freedom. Well, it makes reading and learning fun. And that's what it should be. It should be an, a fascinating adventure. It shouldn't well, be. And it's, also, it's also not one size fits all. You know, like if there's no. 28 different ways of learning and you have uh, 48, 4, 50, my math is bad, okay. <laughs> 56. <laughs> No grading scale tonight. <laughs> but, but, you know, like trying to manage then uh, one and a half times the number of children as there are learning styles, most yeah. teachers are not going to be even managing that effectively in the one-size-fit-all pattern that we tend to find. No, you can't address it all, but there are a lot of teachers that understand just the the basics of, uh, you know, if you're teaching a class, your uh, left brain 
person, and I call it the diving board. It's your first step out. I have to know the details before I can create the big picture. Those mm-hmm. people need papers in their hands with details on it. Mm-hmm. And the other people on the other side, they see the big picture. Mm-hmm. They're great with it. You can give them their papers later. Right. right. <laughs> it's really quick. It help you, you know, make an inclusive learning environment for everybody. And with that is the lack of stress. Because right. when we stress, is when we shut down all of our gifts. Right, kids and adults, right? Because we're just trying to survive. One of the things that you've shared in the fact that your home environment as a child was not uh, shut down to the gifts and the senses that you had that were extrasensory, you know, you had a welcoming environment in those formative years, which a lot of people do not necessarily experience, you know. That's true, and I uh, I do acknowledge that. And a lot of people have the crazy aunt that makes pinsters in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting to be the crazy aunt, uh, you know, for my nieces and nephews. <laughs> I'm a little eccentric, at least, you know. <laughs> well, they but I always give them cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But my my background was has always been built around the children. Mm-hmm. Um, I, all those years that I I taught for thirty years and I was in uh, Boy Scouts thirty years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, and you teach all around because even when I've had a conversation with you when you talked about like a number or something, it's been instructional not just informational, you always package it with it. Now, what you do is this, and this is the so-and-so, you know, behind it. I guess it's part of your natural uh, teacher gifts <laughs> to be able to effectively communicate things to people, you know. Well, uh, you know, that's probably true because everything uh, teachers teach <laughs> no matter what you do, you're going to teach something. <laughs> but also in the kind of work that I've done has um, taught me to be, to conversationally be more instructive. Mm. So the... I'm, I'm always teaching well. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're always delivering information for, like you said, those have their eyes and ears to hear and see, right? Now, okay. They do. <laughs> so you've got your so numerology. Your original question, though, about the, mm-hmm. the uh, fair, when I, um, because I was working with these beautiful children, they are very demanding. Mm-hmm. And they will suck your bones dry and throw you in the dirt. <laughs> so I needed something to nurture me, to keep me healthy. So mm-hmm. I just started taking classes. And um, one of the classes I took was uh, reflexology. Okay. And from, 
down to Heal Center in Sandy Springs. Okay. And they're still there, and they're just marvelous. And um, so as soon as I graduated, I said, Gloria, I want to do reflexology at the fairs. And she said, great. So I did that for 20 years at the fair. Yeah. (laughs) And that's when you met my little sidekick, Venus, my little sidekick, my Pound She was my (laughs) co-pilot for 14 years. Uh And uh, she went everywhere with me. Yes. She worked at theirs for a long time. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you got a sense when you, you know, well, A, the energy of Gloria's is just grace. The big, beautiful, open room of awesome people, you know, they're mingling it up. But then the animals are like just, they're drawn over to this person and they wander around. And you can kind of, I always look to see who the animals like or don't like, right? And <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> They were doing their own little work, scanning the energy, I think, when they would be around, too. <laughs> well, and then that course of taking classes, I did a lot of things. I did uh, healing touch, uh, Reiki, and then we started a Reiki clinic at the barn. We had a Reiki clinic there for eight years. Okay. And my little mm-hmm. sidekick dog, I gave her her Reiki attunement, so she used to do Reiki, too. Okay. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> the secret weapon on duty. Yeah. Like, when did you come into, have you always known that you communicate to animals? I don't know that I knew it on a conscious level. I had a lot of animals growing up. We always had dogs. I, we had three big Dobermans till I was like 10 or 11. My dad had a big bird aviary. My dad also was a uh, lab technician. So back then, they didn't have the blood tests for pregnancy like they do now. Mm-hmm. So every every pregnant lady, there was a dead rabbit, right? No. <laughs> That's how they found out if you were pregnant or not, by putting um, blood, your blood in a bunny. Oh, my so goodness. So my cat would be killing bunnies in the backyard. <laughs> so wait, so wait. They would take the pregnancy, pregnant lady, take some blood, put it in the bunny, and yeah, then. And they test the bunny's bud. You know, I don't know the process. This is the, how the child put it together. And right. then they have to kill the bunny to find out if the lady's pregnant. Oh, my goodness. Well, so I'm I don't know we, what, I mean, I I just know there was a lot of dead bunnies for yeah. life. So yeah, <laughs> that's that nature, I guess. The, the nature, old, yeah. old, old craft, right? <laughs> well, and <laughs> my mother's from. Uh, she's from North Carolina. She grew up on a farm, so we just had a lot of. This is just natural life. This is how mm-hmm. things were. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, south the more you knew the better off you'd be yeah so like the way that the animal communication comes in now for you is like you're I mean you're clairaudient you're you know clairvoyant clairaudient your clairs are open (laughs) I hear them Uh okay some of them talk to me like right now there's one talking to me thank you um I hear them and I see pictures. They send me pictures 
And um, and I've been doing this for probably 10 years now. And it finally dawned on me the reason easy is because I think in pictures already anyway. Okay. Then I have to find my words Mm. to talk about the pictures. And that's how my communication with my animals are. Okay. They'll send me pictures, and then I have to find the words, or sometimes they'll give me words with them. Hmm. That is, I have to say, out of all the people that I've encountered, I think I'm up to like 47, 48 interviews, you're the uh-huh. first person that I know, and you're the person I always refer people to for pet communication. I know I see it out on the internet, <laughs> you know, but locally in Atlanta, I'll be you're like the first, the only person that I know. Oh, there's several others around that are, and they're wonderful. Okay. I guess I just um, haven't tapped into the conversation. There's there's a guy in coming. I can't think of his name. Um, there's a beautiful girl in Marietta. I think she's in Marietta. Tammy Billups. She has two wonderful books out. So there's mm-hmm. several of us around. Okay. But like all things, we all have our own style, our own approach. Mm-hmm our own emphasis. I don't know how they work. I haven't been to them for animal communication. Right. But I do enjoy her book. And what was her name again? Tammy? Tammy and Bullock. Okay. We'll track that down for the show notes. Uh, I'm always up for a good book, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love book recommendations. Well, and I'm all for sharing. In your way? I'm all for sharing. I believe in the Reiki principles. Yeah. That everybody absolutely. goes where they need to go and yes. choose the teachers they need to choose. Yes. That is the same philosophy, right? Non-competition, collaborative, and yes. That's one thing. Energy is energy. Yeah, and that's one thing that I say about the Blue Barn in terms of people who, A, have never had a reading before. It's a great place to go. And for readers who are people who want to get their start reading for the public especially, it's a great place to go. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the energy there is just kind of manages itself by what the interactions are, <laughs> you know. And if you listen, you can learn some great things from the veterans such as yourself and, you know, observe good practices and bad practices. <laughs> you know, it's just a great uh hub There's a good learning ground there. Mm-hmm. It's different. um I call it heavy lifting. <laughs> right. When you work with psychic fair and you're working at uh, 10 to 6, it's a heavy lifting day. Yeah, You are it busy is. working. You are in the energy. You are in and out of everybody's energy in a huge room. There's so much energy in there. There are some people 
especially empaths that have a hard time coming in there. Yes. I tell people you're going to get your weight up. It's like going to the gym. Like you have to learn <laughs> right. to, to swim in the psychic soup, you know. Now, uh, one of the thing, and one of the things, like I said, you've been there three decades. Like you know, through an evolution of the guests and the evolution of the readers, you yourself have gone from, as you said, reflexology to reading numerology, like so much. What would you say from the first years or two of the Blue Barn to where you are now is the most remarkable thing? What is the most remarkable thing? I think one of the things that I love is people just like you that come to see us year after year, mm-hmm. bring their babies, then their babies mm-hmm. are grown up. <laughs> Then they're married, and then they bring their babies. <laughs> and we just are so blessed, and their grandmas and their aunts, and people bring their whole families. It's, it's uh, true. <laughs> they're comfortable, and they feel safe there. And yes. um, the readers are... Some come and go over the years. They leave for a while. Some of them come back. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great place to hone your skills. Mm-hmm. Um, after I did the reflexology, I did uh, custom aromatherapy blends, and I don't even know for how long I did that. Mm-hmm. But that was well, all. Did- <laughs> the evolution of you, you know, in terms of your... <laughs> Ever expanding arsenal of of um, modal, and that's what you said in your body. You know, many modalities, like whatever you learn, <laughs> is integrated. And one of the things is muscle testing. Now, I've had uh, a couple people on in recent in the last month, and I've tried muscle testing. I think I read the emotions code. Somebody recommended that to me. And Uh I I was working through the whole muscle testing process. You do that and I've watched you (laughs) muscle test. I don't think I've got a reading with you, but could you share about that? Well, I learned muscle testing in Brain Gym. Okay. It was an integral part of that learning, and um, I have used it ever since. I I think it can be difficult to learn by yourself. Uh, A lot of people don't trust their attempt and need some guidance around paying attention to their breathing and their thinking and how their bodies feel before they do something or after they do something. What muscles are they using? And those muscles are attached to different areas of the body. So some muscles, uh, I've used somebody's like thigh because they had a broken arm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's... There's, I don't know, at least I can think of 14 different ways to muscle check right now. <laughs> wow. I was just trying one the little finger loop thing together, and I did. I didn't trust myself. 
Well, you know, the little finger to your thumb, holding those two together, are the hardest to cheat with. Okay. Because that little peroneus muscle there is the weakest muscle in the body. Okay. But there's so you make a circle? There's languaging you need. Oh, okay. And you have to understand that if you ask your body, one of my favorites is teaching people how to do use their body as a pendulum. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much money that saved my husband. <laughs> Every time I- <laughs>
there. So I found with them everything I had studied, she has. So she relates animals to color, to aromatherapy, to box flower remedies, mm-hmm. to healing touch for animals. Mm-hmm. Um, just all these little areas she's pulled together, muscle checking, integral part of her work. Mm. That should be like the first guide to uh, get you in the right direction. Mm. And she did all that. And I went, I thank you, God, for what a blessing. <laughs> right. So everything she did was all the stuff I had collected. Wow. Wow. And you just picked up all the pieces along the journey of life, and it came together. Totally amazed me. Plus, then she added a uh, shaman system. So I do a little shaman work with some of the animals, too. Oh, now are you working, are they your helpers in the shamanism, or are you actually doing work with them as spiritual beings? Well, I have permanent helpers that help me, Mm -hmm. but I also... The shaman work is where I find animals that are here to help other animals. Okay. I'll give you an example. One of my clients, um, you know, our animals are very good at picking up our illnesses and our stress loads and trying to carry them all for us. Mm. And... Uh, so I had a client that cus- the lady's husband had had a heart attack, mm. and he was not adjusting well. And their dog carried the load for him, mm. and she was just a wreck. Mm. Uh, so I went through my protocol to find out using muscle testing with this baby's energy to find out what would be a benefit to her. It was a little Bichon. And uh, my guide told me she needed a, a shaman journey. So we did that. And mm. a crocodile came up and decided to be her friend. Mm. A crocodile went to live with her. To wow. Made her tough skin. That none of this stuff was going to bother her. It was going to roll right off of her back. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> for a little Bichon, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it just blew me away. <laughs> mm-hmm. So beautiful. They're trying so hard to help us and other animals. Um, so when that comes up as what's needed, then we all go down that path. But um, the muscle I'm- testing guides all of my work. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not using my hands to muscle test, you know me. Huh? I've got my pendulum. If it is definitely doing that. It's quick too. You're like, hold on. Nope. <laughs> it's very quick. Now, one of the things on your website uh, is petsloveheroline.com. Uh, one of the you talk about is like the different reasons why well, pets are here or why we experience pets, right? Um, 
I always felt like, you know, um, certainly my last pet was a spirit guide. And like you said, co-captain, it was great that you said that because it's a nod to him as well. You know, for a time in my life and a purpose, it's very clear now. But like other pets, I won't say it was as clear, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I believe in the grace of the pet spirit, like, you know, the uh, beautiful loving bond that can be formed with all creatures, not even pets, you know. Well, I all of our animals come in with contracts. Okay. And uh, lucky have a family and they have a dog. That dog's going to have a main contract with one of the family members. It may not be the person they brought the dog for. Okay. You know, a lot of them, you know, a lot of families, so we have a five-year-old, they want a dog, let's get a dog. And they get the dog, and the dog, the they can't be separated. Well, you know, you can see that they were, they have a contract. That dog is there for that baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does tend to kind of gravitate, right, to... Yeah, now, or... Maybe it be mom, and then everybody goes, well, she's the one who feeds them. Well, that's true, but they have no problem dumping you if you're not the one that has the contract. <laughs> right, right. When dinner's over, they go about their business. <laughs> right. The and animals can come in for spiritual guidance. Some come in for protection. Some mm-hmm. come in um, over and over. Just like you do. Okay. I believe Good. that they come in. Well, I believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And uh, the very first horse that I talked to um, was very interesting. His name was Carl. He was very aristocratic. And he would mm-hmm. not talk to you unless you acknowledged that in him. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Royalty. Mm-hmm. And I was scared to death of him because I thought he was going to bite me. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to control my fear because I know he could see me and see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he was so funny. He, he had the best time laughing at me. <laughs> he tested me a few times as if he was going to bite me. And I swear he laughed. so i acknowledged his uh he was gorgeous um what a beautiful boy he was and how smart he was and he decided he would talk to me i always ask permission Mm -hmm. and uh so the lady i was reading for said um have we been together? I said, let me ask him. So I asked him. He said, six times. Oh, wow. I'm by her side. Oh, wow. And he said, I want to know why she doesn't sleep in here with me. She's always sleeping where I am. Oh, my. (laughs) I said, well, in this lifetime, you sleep in a different space than what you had before. Yeah. And, and he said, I worry about protecting her. 
I said, that's not a worry, just time out. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, what kind of life did you have in the last one? He said, we were in a war together. Mm-hmm. I said, well, the same fears aren't here this time, so you can relax about that. And she oh. looked at me and she said, I always call him my war horse. Oh, wow. Wow. I said, you need, you probably need to stop. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just, it just, it makes me just smile from, it just makes me smile from the inside, right? Because it's such a beautiful thing to share in the bond, you know. Oh, completely. Uh, and so dedicated to one another. No, they say soulmates come in all forms. <laughs> yeah. So I I think that we all reincarnate within our soul group and our animals do too. I think they come, some of the ones that we have in this lifetime come in two or three, four times. Okay. And that, those are decisions that are made on a soul level. It's not a choice level because by choice we'd just stay together forever. Right, right. They wouldn't leave us. <laughs> Right. The I know that there seems to be a. I have at least three friends that have this amazing capacity to care for and rescue and bring in, and it's like the animal kingdom are drawn to those, you know, helpers. Who I know one lady I think she you know had fostered serially not all at once but like over 300 cats down in Panama City, Florida Beach, Florida because all the tourists would like abandon their summer pets after they left and so she's down there serving the community in that capacity and it takes a special heart. Is that like a soul contract then as well? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And she loves every one of them. Mhm. Absolutely. We also know, you know, they the animals depending on the kind of journey that they've written, they're like us. Some will be with the same family their whole life after their birth family. And some are walkabouts. Mm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and some have the neighborhood where the dog visits five houses every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. he is uh, enlarging his his properties. His <laughs> right, right. And he has, and he has different rules at each place. Mm-hmm. But he's he's serving a purpose for each family in some way, and they are helping him grow. Um, yeah. Even somebody who's had a dog, let's say, 10 years, mm-hmm. if they've never actually looked that dog in the face and said, this is your forever family, I am your forever parent, mm. they don't know it. They may not know it. Oh, wow. Well. I guess the urge would be within the person that says it. It, it, to call if, that energy for 
it uh, it's something that they uh, taught in the healing touch for animals hmm. that um, there's a particular way it's kind of like hugging your animal but you're actually connecting your hand to their heart chakra and mm-hmm. letting them know that you love them and that no matter where you are you will be their home base if you don't want to promise something you can't keep mm-hmm. you don't want to attach them to property right um, but they need to be told I'm your forever home Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because uh, otherwise, otherwise, and, and it's not all of them, but there'll be some that are waiting for the other shoe to fall. Mm-hmm. Because maybe their life experiences has gone from home to home to home to home. Right. Like so, they're waiting for the next one. Are you taking me somewhere else, or am I going to the vet? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I guess like fosters. Like, uh, uh, not sure if they should unpack the suitcase or not. Now, do you find cats are more or less or the same likely to be in a long-term, multi-lifetime connection with their with their person? Mine have all been long-term. Okay. My personal ones, anyway, mm-hmm. have all been long-term. On my desk right now is ten. Okay. And uh, he and his sister, uh, we've had them since they were tiny. Is there a difference in the psychic experience between a cat and a dog? (laughs) <laughs> the only animal that told me to step back, lady, was a cat. <laughs> and if she didn't call me lady either. <laughs> and it was a boy cat. <laughs> I hope you didn't get a claw. <laughs> no, you know, I... Ninety percent of my work is long distance. Okay. Oh, when the, when you read for an animal, I believe they need to be where they feel safe and comfortable, and it's on their terms, on their territory. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw anybody sitting in front of you with their pet, but I think I saw people with pictures. You know of of yeah. the animal. I do enjoy a picture, but it's not mandatory. I can connect to their energy through their parents. Okay. And you do you do do energy work like Reiki as well, which I'm assuming can also be sent distance as Reiki. Yeah. And how do you find pets? Uh, respond like to a person who's never considered Reiki for themselves, let alone for their pet. Like, how would you describe that that service to them? Uh, how would I describe that? I do encourage people to work on, especially if they're 
animals getting older? Because they tend to be like us. When we get older, if we get stiff parts, mm-hmm. and Reiki is wonderful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, some animals you may have to do hand, your own hands distant. Some animals will um, love the touch. Some don't like the touch. It works either way. Horses love Reiki. Okay. Tuning forks, too. Hmm. Okay. I got to do uh, tuning forks and healing touch for animals with horses. That was quite fascinating. Um, you don't have to put your hands on an animal or your, you know, or on your own body to conduct mm-hmm. your Reiki. You, yeah. you can just uh, direct it with your head, with your mind. Well, and I would say that for anybody that has a pet like or themselves, Reiki Level 1 is beautiful for personal practice, which, of course, your family, your, your children, and your pet family are part of that, right, personal practice. So to be able Absolutely. to inter- energetically to care for your pets uh, with a little boost <laughs> it yeah, would not be a bad thing. No, definitely. And most most animals that I've worked with, they will lean into you and love it because mm-hmm. they love feeling the energy. And when they've had enough of it, they will give you a sign of some kind, a stretch, a yawn, um, plain leave. <laughs> right. And done their time. It doesn't take very long. Right. Well, and once you're attuned, like even if just an attunement, then they're, you know, like the rest of us, once you get your Reiki attunement, you're kind of aligned differently, even if you never have another Reiki session. Well, it's really good for you, and I think it's real easy once you've experienced it and it's in your um, vibrational field, it's easier to revisit. But I also find that uh, getting your chakras lined up and and, uh, Mm -hmm. balanced is important in animals. Mm-hmm. All of us. Right. And the chakras are a little different in every, you know, it's not presumptive. Like you said, the heart chakra is, is all things are moved around. Respect the biology, right? Well, there's, you know, there's a front and there's a back. And then in horses, you, um, you have some other external parts that people add in. With their feet and their faces. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's your basic chakra system. But um, for one area that I know for me was very challenging was the whole transitioning of your pet. Like when you were talking about at, you know, stating to the pet, you're my forever, you know, don't put yourself up for something you're not willing to do. The emotional pain of losing, you know, when my dog did transition, I I shut yeah. down, I think, or I'm still shut down from that experience. And I don't know that I would have, I'm glad I didn't necessarily have that 
present packed with him, <laughs> you know. Uh, it would have been too much for me personally. It is. It can be devastating to lose a beloved pet. And a lot of times the questions that passing are the same ones people have when their own loved ones dies. It's, did they suffer? Are they okay? I want to know that, you know, they were happy. Did they, is that the main are thing? Are they mad was, at me? Everybody wants yeah. to know, are they mad at me? Okay. Did I, did I do the right thing? Mm-hmm. Um, what I tell people is in my belief system, it may not be yours, in mine, um, I believe that we all choose when and how we are leaving. Mm-hmm. And it's chosen on a soul level, not a conscious level. Mm-hmm. And um, our animals choose if you're going to be there or not and how they're going to leave, just like we do. Sometimes it's illness. Sometimes it's a car wreck, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some just go to sleep and leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, animals often will stay with us after their body has transitioned. Mm-hmm. And you will, I often hear um, people saying, um, I still see them around the house. Mm-hmm. That's because they're there. Mm-hmm. Because they are around the house. Mm-hmm. Some stay because either the contract's not over or they feel like you're not ready to let go. Right. So they will, if you, and I do tell my clients, if you think you saw them, it's because you saw them. Mm-hmm. If you think mm-hmm. you felt them next to you, laying next to your leg, it's because you did. Mm-hmm. They're trying to let you know, I'm still here, still taking care of you, still loving you. Um I do talk to them on the other side, and I let them know because what they don't know about us is how much we miss them. Mm. Um, I learned with Venus, she she told me, one thing, if you are going to do this, Mom, talking to animals, do not mourn me before I leave. Mm. I don't like it. Mm. I, mm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. I will try my, try my best. Because I'm mm. watching her get older, knowing it's coming. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you wait till I leave. And then you can do all the morning you want. Right. So I just try to tell people they hear you, they hear your words, they hear your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't mourn them before they go. Okay. That's um, really <laughs> that's very helpful. Just even as I think back on my experience as a pet owner, right? Or a person, don't you know, okay. <laughs> energy yeah. is energy. Yeah, and it just makes you miserable. It takes some of your love away. 
shifted into a different energy space. The mm-hmm. other thing they don't understand, you know, Venus was like, Mom, what is wrong with you? You know how this works. Right. <laughs> you hang here, I come and go. You know what we're doing, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I do. But I'm just holding you, petting you, and mm-hmm. looking at your little face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> we don't realize we are so fragile. Mm-hmm. Our hearts are just wide open once we let them in. We just, it's, it's just. And we're so easily bruised. <laughs> And we're easily physically hurt, too, and they don't realize that. Oh, yeah. Especially cats with their claws. Right. <laughs> they think we're a little tougher than what we are. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, now, do fish and, like, lizards and, I mean, I know birds, like, does everything have spiders? Like, I I've, yes. I've heard I have heard one spider. Oh. I was so shocked. I was getting in my car and this little tiny spider was coming down on its string. And I'm and I'm I had a friend with me and went, Oh damn, there's a spider. It's a tiny one, but it's still a spider. Let me move her. And I hear, I'm a boy. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So I took a little string and laid it on a bush that was next to my car. Uh He didn't really have anything else to say, and I didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, I think about what Dr. Doolittle, uh, you know, stories of being the vet who could hear the talking of the Animals are like a Pixar movie where the ant looks up and says, hey, dude, you know, that's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, are you able to, with all your gifts, you just turn off, tune in as needed. You're not walking around hearing a cacophony of zoo sounds everywhere you go. No, I don't. And and I made some agreements with Spirit early on. Don't show me anything ugly because I can't mm-hmm. unsee it. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than not, I tend to be empathic and I often feel things in my body. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says that, you know, my... Uh, my dog is having a problem, and I'm going, yeah, it's the back left hip. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I just had a twinge on my hip. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, yeah, how'd you know? Because he told me. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't, I have what I call gatekeepers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And their job is not to let any, this is my wording, do not allow anything in my energy that I do not consciously give permission to. Yes. Okay, great. 
Consciously. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Consciously is very important. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, did that really answer you? Wait. Yes, I mean, anybody, once you start turning on to those gifts and abilities, it can get uh, overstimulating, uh, you know, so uh, learning how to, I tell people all the time, it's like, just because you have your cell phone, you don't just answer every call that comes in and talk for as long as the person who called you wants to talk. You screen your calls and then you manage it accordingly. It's the same thing with your psychic, you know. Uh, and I don't want to go to the grocery store with everybody's dead animal or dead parent. Yes, yeah. So not allowed in. Uh, I do teach my clients, the bus is yours. You are the driver. Mm-hmm. You don't give the wheel to anybody else. Mm-hmm. If spirit brings you something you don't want it, you put your foot down and say no. I do not choose that. Take it back. Do not bring it back. Yep. Those are great boundary You know, manager. when we started this journey, Joelle, it was in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Not me, you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying you, you're, you're a veteran, like you're a wise, you know, wise yeah. veteran. <laughs> and, and we were all preschoolers. We were all three-year-olds. So we had to do all these silly, funny things to give ourselves permission to learn and try new things. And, you know, how many of us took our crystals and put them in the dirt or put them in the water or lay them in the moonlight? <laughs> right. Or, uh, <laughs> right. Do, we, do we need to do that? Probably not. <laughs> right. But it's fun. <laughs> right. So now we're older, hopefully getting out of high school. <laughs> mhm. Well, and I we would know say- we jump through all those hoops to get permission to use our intuition. Well, and you're teaching. You know, you're you're not just the high schoolers. You're the professors and the teachers who are passing wisdom to people like me. And even then, the the younger ones now who are already integrating, like you've integrated, they bypassed us middle generationers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, they've come in wired entirely different. Right. We've had to go through the rewiring. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that you know, I thank you for talking about the brain gym. I've noted that to look at, and then you mentioned the uh, healing touch for animals. I'm definitely going to share that. Uh, is that program still available for people to learn from this? Those two uh-huh. instructors. Yeah. Uh, the, There's the, a lady that uh, was sponsoring them to come in and teach, and. Uh, Anybody can call and I'll be happy to pass on her name and phone number. I don't know it off the top of my head. Okay. I'd be happy to share that with them. I have, I, yeah, uh, I have a couple people who do a lot of rescue that I'll refer to that because that's so, you know, you're already bringing them in, bringing them in and nurturing them in a lot of times crisis dogs, you know, recovery. So to have 
uh, an awareness of a different way of interacting. It's kind of like the kids you had in the classroom. That extra awareness benefited that specialized population, you know. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, for people oh, who want think- to- Go ahead. Go ahead. You first. <laughs> oh, I was getting ready to give your website, but you said you think uh, something. Uh, um, the Lightfoot Way is a long-distance program. Okay. They do a lot of classes. They're delightful. Melinda has uh, has contacts for healing touched animals. Um. And just learning, like you said earlier, Reiki would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you offer private services. This readings can be done, as you said, without being there. And your website is petslovecaroline.com. And it's not just pets. So, like, if you want any of the other services, do you have another website for the other part of what you do, or does everything kind of funnel through there? I guess everything funnels through there, and when I talk to people, I ask them basically what they need and figure out if I have something they're looking for, or and if not, then I'll recommend them someplace else. Okay. Well, let me know a lot of healers. You're on my uh, recommendation list, I'll tell you that. When it comes to uh, those areas, uh, you're in my referral mental Rolodex. (laughs) I'm so honored. Thank you. Well, and it's it's like all the psychics go to you. So you're like the psychic psychic, <laughs> right? So, you know, when other psychics sit down with you, and it's like, okay, oh, this is, you know, <laughs> peer vote of confidence here. I know. Sometimes they're scared. <laughs> Well, it only takes thirty, not even thirty seconds, and you're pendulum, and you're like, this is just. It's like, but you're like, nope. That's that's lesson one. No matter who you are or what you know, when you're in your soup, you're in your soup. (laughs) Yeah, manage it right. One of the things that I enjoy about conversations is that oftentimes my guests are able to uh, provide readings on air. And this evening, I'm super excited because, Caroline, you have agreed to do many readings for callers. I know we have two callers right now, so we're not lined up for uh, a lot of people uh, in terms of needing to get to them through them in a time crunch. We were good on that. If you are on the phone lines or have been listening, the number is 646-787-8436. And when you get on, uh, you can press the pound one key. That lets me know you want to come on the air. If you've already spoken with our screener, then I've got you listed in the queue. And, oh, there we go. <laughs> Here come the hands popping up. So I will get to you in that. In that. Now, please understand that, these are in public space, and it's going on the internet, y'all. That means it's going to be here forever and ever. Amen. So with that in mind, <laughs> you know, uh, if there's something that comes up that would be better handled in a private situation, Caroline will definitely direct that, and you can have a reading with her offline. I think in the pet area, we're probably not going to run into 
too many sorted love advice triangles or anything <laughs> like that. But um, do you have anything that you want to share about how you'll interact with the callers this evening for this portion? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> we had one person waiting. Give it to like, me and we'll see what happens. <laughs> We had one person waiting at the beginning of the show, and they find, they dropped off. I'm wondering when you said that there was a pet already hanging around. I was wondering if it was there related to them, but you, I just you never know who it could be. But um, so we're gonna start taking callers, and um, let's see here. Listen for your uh, hold on here. Yeah, you listen for the last four digits of your phone number. And let me see here. I think we've got caller number 5154. You are on the Psychic Inside show. To whom am I speaking? Hello, this is Candace. Hello, Candace. Thank you for Hi. calling. You on the call with Caroline. Do you Hi, have- Caroline. Hi. Wasn't this great? Wasn't this fascinating? Yes, it's it's blowing my mind a little bit. It's pretty interesting. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) I'm one of those people that probably Joelle's talking about that's welcomed (laughs) quite a few animals and souls into her life. (laughs) They kind of just come to me. I'm dubbed uh, St. Francis by a couple of my friends. (laughs) So... Whether I want to rescue them or not, they kind of just force their way into my life. So I, I often have multiple animals kind of hanging around um, and in our lives, which I'm perfectly fine with, to be honest. I make it mm-hmm. seem like it's, it's a burden, but it's not. What can I do for you? Um, well, I have lost many of of pets, you know, in the past. And recently um, we lost our 16-year-old. So just wondering if I I feel in my soul that they're all still kind of hanging around me. I don't feel like they ever really truly leave me. Um, But just wondering if any in particular are, are trying to connect with me or Give me any type of messages or love (laughs) or or, or anything. Well, in general, I would say that um, all you need to do is think about them and they pop in. Yeah. So they're never very far away. Uh, They live between here and doing other jobs. They do have other jobs, other places. I can believe that. Now, I do need a name if you want me to talk to the one that just left. Sure. His name is Roman. We named him Roman because he just came roaming up the street. We had him 13 years. (laughs) (laughs) He died at 16. He was 90 pounds at one point, and by the time he passed, he was about 60. He had really kind of dwindled down. Yeah. Um, He's still there. Yeah. Yeah, you are you always you always know where he is in the house. Yep. Yeah, normally with me. 
Yeah. As he was before he left. Yeah. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. So that's <clears throat> that's the um what you think is true. Don't think that you're a nut mm-hmm. <laughs> person. Yeah. No. Yeah. You I know definitely when he's there, I, and you know when he takes the time out. Yeah. Totally. He's resting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. He needs his rest. You know, I did have, I had a cat for 19 years, too, and she's been gone for quite a while. She's been gone for now, just about eight years. Her name was Tudor. <laughs> I love her. So much. I've not seen her around me too, too much. And I wonder if it's because we moved. She had transitioned right before we moved. And when we got here, it was hectic. We were getting settled. And then... You know, no, she's come back in. Okay, okay. She says look around. She says look around. Okay. Look around. She's in a different face. Okay. That's she's awesome. still with you. She's just in a different body. Oh, wow. Okay. I could believe that. I could totally believe that. Yeah. She says, you know who she is. Wow. That's kind of funny. Our dog, (laughs) Pumpkin, acts a lot like her. (laughs) (laughs) They're both little chunky monkeys and love to lay all over me and sleep and snore. So that would make a lot of sense. Oh, my goodness. That's wild. That's awesome. That's great. Thank you very much. I mean, I I love knowing that they're around me because I definitely feel it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I have an interjection real quickly. Is there any, like, yeah. message for Candy? Because, like, Candy, honestly, I don't know anybody. Well, one other lady, you're not the 300-cat foster lady. You're, you know what I'm saying? No, but I'm not that. You do have, like, this beacon in your heart for pets. Is there any message from that collective pet to her like in her role as a server <laughs> they all they all tell her everybody that her her phone number and her address well that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> you know what's hilarious is we always say my husband always says it's like they turn around and go oh there she is <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it's she a is. Whole okay, cool. Thing. It's it's an energy signature, mm. and they don't have any problem finding her. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. I, I called your number more than once or twice, Candy. So I had to laugh Absolutely. at that too. <laughs> Absolutely, you and everybody else. <laughs> if oh, you don't know word. where to find them at home, you you know if you don't have space in your home, you will find somebody and get That's them right. to them. <laughs> Absolutely, so. or give you a phone number of somebody to contact or something. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Caroline. I de- thank you, Candy, for coming on, yes. and I definitely will connect you with Caroline for the Reiki. Thank you. Yes, it takes a lot of energy to care for our little fur babies, and so when you can use Reiki to support you in your work, then you, you know it'll help you in the long run, be be more yeah. effective. You know, so thank you, Candy. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
<laughs> okay. Wonderful. Oh, thank you, Caroline. That was beautiful. I'm glad she made it to call because I was hoping she would. Uh, we're all still a little touched by Roman's recent passing, but he had to roam on to the next <laughs> to the next place, I guess. <laughs> well, he was getting, you know, his body was breaking down, so he needed to get a new car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that car's getting old and not working anymore, so it was time for him to let that go. But he didn't you know, even go anywhere. That's one of the things that pet owners, I think, do. I know I struggled with, like, when the time comes, if it's time to take your dog to the vet for end of life or if they pass naturally. That's really a guilt and hard thing for um, pet people. It's very hard, and I know with uh, with Venus, it was like a death watch for about four months. And um, and when the day comes, you know it's the day. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you put yourself through all that worry, and like Venus said, do not mourn me before I leave, please. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to not do, but uh, when the day when the day is there, it the energy is, has shifted, and you know it's the day. Mhm. Yeah. I think that's the realization that every you know. I can relate to that. I know. I I actually had a conversation with my little doggy one day, and I looked him in his eyes and I said. You're going to have to go because I am not going to be able to go into the vet just because you're, you know, he had an enlarged heart. He's wheezing and he's coughing. I have asthma. I wheeze and I cough. I don't, you know, I was like, I can't, I can't look at you as infirm (laughs) to the point of death. If I'm not infirm to the point of death, you know, and I feel like he heard me because when he did transition, it was naturally, and no, you know, it was in a window of time when no one was there. But I was yeah. home very quickly after that, and I felt it in my energy that day. But I didn't know why I had been being pulled to go home, you know. But I yeah. thanked him afterwards. I was like, "Thank you for that, not putting me through that." You well, know. you know, I do. I think that's so important to recognize too that. A lot of people talk at their animals, but they're, the, they're like our children. Animals are also smarter than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just like humans, they're people you meet and you know their energy is wired a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you can meet somebody else and their energy is totally wired differently. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're picking up that's different, but it's Just, uh, it's energy signatures. Mm-hmm. And some dogs are just cute dogs, and some mm-hmm. are smart dogs. Mm-hmm. Some people are cute people. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And they're delightful in other ways. Right. Pencil in the box, you know? Right, right, right. Well, we're all animals. 
Right. We need to look at all of this the same way. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's just fascinating. I do have another caller I want to get on here before we wind down. And this is caller ending in 2024. You are on the Psychic Inside Show with Caroline. Who am I speaking with? Hello, this is Josetta. Hey, Josetta. All right. Wonderful. We've got our our national spread of callers. We've got folks from Midwest, folks from the South on today. Thank you for calling in. Did you have a pet that you wish to communicate with? Yes. Um, hi, Miss Caroline. Um, hi there. I, I had a my baby, Kobe. Um, I got her while I was stationed in Japan, and I brought her back to the States with me. Um, I had her for eight years and passed away from laryngeal paralysis. I, wow. Uh, huh? I said, mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had, she had several surgeries. This is my baby that I was doing my best to uh, keep with me, um, she had a trach, tracheostomy. Mm. Yeah. It kept collapsing. Well, I, she kept me up all night. You know, I had to hold it up trying to heal and close up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one night she had me up all night, and I decided I'm taking her back to the vet and he's going to have to do something you know, the next morning. And really, I was thinking, no, she don't need to be alone. I have to go to work. I, I'm i going to take her to the vet, and they she's going to be in the best of hands at the vet, you know. So he decided that he wanted to perform another surgery. And um, so while he was performing surgery on one dog, uh, she transitioned while waiting to um, have her surgery um, there at the vet. Um, maybe uh, a couple nights later, I was in the bed. So everything you said about how a dog jumps up on the bed or, you know, you kind of feel that, um, I felt as though she jumped up on the bed and I thought, oh, that's Kobe. Then I sat up like, Kobe's gone, you know, and I just <laughs> yeah. sat up and looked at the end of the bed like, Kobe, you're with me, you know. And so from that point on, I talked to her. I, You know, I talked to her around the house. Um, um, she's in an urn. I have her here with me. Um, she That was in 2005 is when she passed away. Um, and I just recently got another dog. Um, took me a long time get another one but I just recently got Leotis um, in October of last year he was arrested what's his name Leotis Leotis Leo for short Um, Leo and I have a very unique relationship he talks to me I talk to him and he talks back Um, this goes on and sometimes he don't even want me on the phone he's jealous um and I was just really wondering, um, Leo also has a problem with spraying. Well, he was doing it when I first got him. He was spraying in the house all over the place. So I didn't know. I wanted to know if Kobe is here with me and is is Leo jealous or, you know, 
I feel like Leo senses the presence of another Actually, dog. Actually, they're best friends. Are you kidding me? No, nope. they love each other. Oh. Well, Did I can quit? tell you that. Huh? Did he quit? Spring? He has stopped. So he told me he had to stop. He told you that? Wait, did Uh-oh. you say, could you repeat that, Caroline? You said Kobe told him he had to stop. Kobe told Leo he had to oh. stop. He had to stop praying in the house, but she did not allow that. Oh, mm. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he would not like it. No. He couldn't understand it. He's a um, labradoodle. So he's still barking at himself in the mirror. He's trying to figure out who it is. <laughs> You know, walk in and kind of get behind the mirror to figure out where that dog is. That's the is. lab part. <laughs> yeah. He's he's very sweet. He walks around biting at my ankles. Well, Kobe used to do that. Yeah. They're two little pranksters together. Wow. Does he have thing for me? Could you repeat that? I couldn't quite catch it. Uh, Miss Caroline, does Toby have a message for me? They are letting you know that they are together. They're having a great time. They both adore you and know that they are both playing with you all the time. Okay. And uh, one last question. I have just recently, um, well, I've been going through it for a while, but I've just learned that I'm going through my awakening. And (laughs) I'm wondering if Leo is here to help me through it. Was that his purpose? Um, Leo is your daytime uh, protector and guide, and Colby travels with you at night. Okay. Colby is your spiritual partner. And so you know that I travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you travel. I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, so it would is she considered just a just like my hangout buddy or is she like <laughs> Yeah, she, she like makes sure you get she makes sure that you get home every night. Okay. She protects you when you're traveling. Okay. So she's still in the spirit world. She is. But she's still working on an active contract. Okay. So she's always been a spiritual partner for you. Yeah, she has. Okay. I wonder what we're going to go tonight. <laughs> I don't know, but have a good day. I know. I know. Now I know who's with me. Wow. <laughs> Your babies will make sure you get home. Okay. She does a great job. 
Well, that's awesome, JoJo. Thank you for calling in and sharing your fur family with us, listeners, and uh, receiving those messages. And that's very liberating to have, like, a a travel companion as you fly the friendly sky. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Isn't that neat? It is. It is. Well, thank you. And uh, again, as you reach out, maybe get some Reiki learning and stuff to help you support you and Leo uh, on your day journey. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Many blessings. All right. Thank I you thank so you. much. Well, Carolina, that is just so wonderful. Thank you so much for <laughs> talking with uh, the callers this evening. And sharing your wisdom just on a random when you sit down and talk with somebody or when they ask you a question as they walk by you at the fairs or out in the world. Thank you for being so giving of yourself and the the knowledge and skills that you've amassed. It's considerable. So thank you for inviting me. It's been really fun. <laughs> well, you know, if I can, I know uh, if I can get you and Gloria out of talk retirement, you know, we've got a couple things percolating around, but you know, to get the all the wise uh, folks in the room and around uh, microphones <laughs> would be an awesome thing. So I hope that that does come down from the realm of potentialities sooner rather than later. And um, I hope I bump into you at the psychic fair this weekend if I took my way. Well, you know I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah, that's at the Big Blue Barn. Is it uh, 5575 Roswell Road? 3501 Green Street. Green Street, Lord, Green Street. I don't know where I got that address from. You know where the little funny parking lot is? Uh Uh-huh. That's really the front, supposedly. Okay, okay. So the address be 3501 Green Street. Okay, it's right up there. It's a, a nice area. You can have your time at the fair, get to meet everybody, and uh, get your services, get a little spiritual tune-up, and, of course, grab a piece of chocolate candy from uh, our Friendly guy, Dwayne, who makes sure everybody is checked in and loaded <laughs> up on sugar, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, that's like your... Have a wonderful lunch. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Caroline, at PetsLoveCaroline.com. That's how you can get in touch with her. Everyone who's tuned in, thank you. I will be back next. Tuesday for another episode of the show and my guest is Manal and she's going to share with us she's a sound healer and energy practitioner and a, a goddess healer I believe and so we're going to dig into her story and if you know of anybody else that is I should have on the show to talk to about their fascinating journey please message me Joelle at the Vibration com or out on any of my social channels. Um, it take it took me 48 episodes, I think, to finally be able to get on Caroline's calendar. So it was definitely. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> 
worth the wait and in divine timing, Caroline. Do you have any like last words of wisdom for anybody who is discovering themselves and what they can do psychically? Don't get afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't get is afraid. You... Come by the stairs. There will be somebody somewhere in there that will help you. Absolutely. That's the truth. That's the real truth. You know, we don't have uh, mentors and things like the, the monks, so we have to rely on one another. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have a mentor. You're a mentor. I, I, and it's funny because I will say that uh, Dwayne was the first person that said to me, when are you going to start reading up here? And I just <laughs> giggled. You know, he, you know, he's got his own psychic senses awake and aware too. <laughs> he just looks innocent, but, but he's he, you he's know, not. He's, no. <laughs> he's psychically <laughs> awake. But yeah, he said, "When are you gonna start?" And I, I think it was probably still two years after he asked me that before I ever came up to finally read for the public. You know, so uh, <laughs> it's definitely a community of energy vibe attracts tribe up there and you will find a beautiful uh, well that is full of beautiful resources like you Caroline thank you so much thank you to each of you I hope you you have a blessed week everyone and that you're just overflowing with blessings that it spills out to bless the world around you the light in me honors the light the in light you. in you. Yes. Namaste. Namaste. You've been listening to the Psychic Inside Show with Joelle the Vibrarian. If it's in the psychic realm, it's our passion. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Vibrarian and on YouTube at The Vibrary. The show airs on Tuesdays at 8 Eastern on The Vibrary Radio Network. See you next week on The Psychic Inside Show.